Happy Monday and welcome to another exciting episode of the Airport Minute where each and every day Monday through Friday we look at one minute of the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures movie Airport. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv and uh, today we have an expert guest. He's a uh, lawyer, father, brother, and lover. Mike Hagopian. Hi, guys. Mike, thanks for coming on the show. It's uh, it's always exciting to hear uh, people from Mark's past and present. So uh, this will. Uh, could you guys go over how you all met? Uh, we met in uh, uh, what, what floor was it? At Sadler Hall six? No, it was five. Oh, ee. Oh. Uh, of Sadler Hall at good old Syracuse University. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, and here you are today. And uh, coast coast to coast coverage of uh, of Orange Men, so uh, we are we are looking at uh, and we're we're all watching Airport. So we're deep into uh, minute eighty six of uh, of Airport, and uh, Tanya and Mel are quizzing up the uh, <laughs> poor Bunny, the insurance agent, who now has to explain why she sold a sweaty, nervous guy clutching a briefcase, uh, why she sold him a an insurance policy for his last nickel. So. Uh, yeah, just kind of kind of tragic. Uh Mike, you're a, you're an attorney. How do you uh do you see uh do you see a lot of lawsuits in this? Uh miss from this particular minute I don't. No, I well, I'm just I guess uh selling somebody selling somebody insurance that they asked for is not not a problem. Um No, not really. And if you had I'm just trying to figure out if you had a reason to. I get. I see a good reason to get fired, but not a good reason. Not a good reason to. Oh, well, she didn't know how she got. She's well, I would not think the, culpable. I would think that you'd have like a uh, a basic you know thing that you see somebody that's kind of nervous, maybe just nervous getting on a plane, and this is for doing it for their own security. But I would think that uh, you know selling somebody, selling somebody who didn't look like they were capable of handling, you know, like. They seem to give up all the signs of they're buying the insurance for nefarious purposes. I would think you'd want to turn them down. Well, I mean, uh, there's a classic case of uh, those flight instructors, uh, and and they have a uh, uh, a uh, uh, a certain Arab uh, student who says, "Oh, we're not interested in takeoffs and landings. We just we just want to know how to bank the plane." Hello. Yeah, that was a that was a red flag. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a big right red, bigger than the McDonald's flag, right, Mike? That's right. Well, uh, yeah, he, I mean, but she's saying, well, he paid me with six one dollar bill and change with nickels and dimes. I'm like, wow, there's a there's a clue for you. Yeah, they're having a, a rough time, and uh, Mel, that scene, that whole scene, kind of finishes with it while they're they're staring at each other, going, "Is she for real?" Mel picks up the phone and and uh, dials, calls somebody, and then we go to that. Uh, and very uh, at the time it was probably uh, high tech uh, special effects, but now it just looks like a Ravel model being dragged. Oh across. yes, yes, the model plane. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a model. I know it's a model. Yeah, and then it's not a model. We're we're, we're back to the the seven oh seven, a beautiful seven oh seven set. Yeah, their own coach crammed in there. Yeah, yeah, and we see there's that one girl yeah. with the green dress, the only green dress on the entire plane. Everybody else is in like some version of yellow. Uh, Patty the or uh, the stewardess is is wandering by, and she's uh, mm-hmm. jo- she plays Joan, but that's Patty Polson, the famous American Airlines. Uh, and and Whitbissell has just completely tuned out. He yeah. he wants no more of Helen Hayes. <laughs> he's I'm done here. 
He's he's pulling a Dio Guerrero on her. It's like, yeah, okay. So H- Helen's done with uh, Wit. So she turns to Dio, who's slowly making peace with the universe as he's preparing to end his life. And uh, she jumps in on uh, asking, you know, giving him 20 questions. I, I noticed yeah. for a stowaway, she's awful chatty. Yeah, that could be a, 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 a hide-in-plain-sight kind of thing. I mean, you, you tune people out who, who chat too much, or... That, uh, yeah. Well, she, at this point, she could get caught. What are they going to? They're not going to turn around. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah, and uh, uh, there's she's she's going at it, and and there's Pat Priest, Marilyn Munster, sitting behind her, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, "Well, my my eyebrow is in the shot. I can act with my eyebrow." Yeah, I'm calling my agent as soon as I get a break. <laughs> yes. Oh dear, yeah. Then it's off to. Uh, did they have in and outs in 1970? I'm just thinking they were all. Yeah, they sure did. Ready for burgers? Yeah, yeah she's probably mm-hmm. thinking I could if I just jump in the car, go down to Sepulveda, I can grab something there and then uh, swing back around, get do, pick up my laundry, and and we can do the the other night shots. Um, hey, Mike, have you had an in and out burger when you've been to California? Actually, I have. Uh, the first time we went out to California, I I tried it. And? And it was. Uh, it was very good. Yep. Oh, God. Great little burgers. So Helen starts chatting up, <laughs> chatting up poor uh, Van Heflin. He's he's trying his best, just not getting involved. He's looking so uncomfortable. Yeah, he, he's good. He's he a better and no... better actor. You yeah. know. What's no part of the conversation? I'm, I'm a suicide bomber. Could you leave me alone? Yeah, please. I'm writing my last will and testament. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Does uh, does Helen Hayes actually know how to knit? Do you think she's because I I don't think. I can't. It looks like her fingers are moving around in a knitting motion. So I'm, I'm assuming that she actually does know how to knit. She's actually massaging Van Heflin's inner thigh. Mm, I don't. Well, I don't know. We have to see. She's got a. Uh, well, she's got. Yeah, she's. She's probably been taking apart that sock and rebuilding it for. Yeah. Six or seven takes. Well. If you think about it, you guys have been at this for what about six months, and she's only been, she's only been on the plane about an hour. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's just uh, dreadful. Yes, Mike, I should have been able to to knit a down parka by now. <laughs> Poor Van Heflin, he's he's trying his best. Actually, this is this is maybe the One most of his last roles too, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it might be the second to last, or maybe the last. He, uh, yeah, he just. He's actually looking like a human being in this particular episode. It's like he's he's having you know he's he's having those memories of mom and stuff like that, and seems to actually be kind of enjoying the conversation. Although she's getting she freaks him out when she when she starts uh, asking about the uh, the numbers he's been writing on the map. What is what is that word? <laughs> what does that thing says? Blow up bomb here with that X. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Uh, there were no X's on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's dreadful. But uh, yeah, she she does. A, they do a good job uh, back and forth with each other. Of uh, you know, she gives him that perfect straight line. So he's like, "What the heck are you talking about?" <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> beautiful scene in those last five seconds there, where she, he's like, "Uh, uh, what?" And look at Wit. The whole time, Wit Bissell is sitting there acting. He's like, I'm going to get residuals, and I don't care. This plus the time tunnel, left, you know, money coming in. Mm-hmm. His eyes do open a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's his uh, his gentle opening. I do, you know, he's he's listening to Monavani through the uh, through the stereo speakers. If I, I think you do, you remember when 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 airplane speakers were like that? The they had 
they weren't electronic. It was like a it was like a big plastic tube, and it was plugged into. There were two tubes on the uh, on the chair, and when they plugged in, it was just like a big straw, and you were listening through a straw of the little speakers that were actually mounted inside the arm of the chair. I remember those. Yeah, it just it made it incredibly. You know that that way, if they lost any headsets, it didn't cost them much because it was just a, a basically a big plastic tube with earplugs on the end. Another sign of the lost world. And mm. All that's gone. Thank, thankfully, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather use uh, my own my own headset than the ones that they provide. And all those, I, I guess they don't pay them by how many minutes of screen time you have. But all those all those folks were all working today. They were thinking, ah, I got another another day of sitting behind Helen Hayes and and mm-hmm. doing doing our little bits of business. Yeah, I wonder how much an uh, an extra got paid back in those days. I don't know. Was it, I mean, is there a I'm sure somewhere on the internet there must be a place where it lists what uh, SAG scale was for 1970. Mm. Um, Especially in this movie, they had so many extras. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the whole plane full. <laughs> you know, I guess they had the walk-on. Well, plus the airport. Yeah, just look. Oh, here's a TV rate sheet. Let me see. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly. You know, back in the day, they must they must have been doing pretty good. Plus, they're all getting money toward their pensions. They were getting hospitalization. All that was uh, probably pretty good for them for the time having a, having a job. Plus, this was still during the studio period, so they were uh, they were you know they they were all assured of at least another you know they'd walk onto Bracken's World or uh, Ironside or one of those things. Well, didn't you say earlier that they all um, had contracts? Yeah, yeah, they were a lot of them were contracted uh, uh, Universal players, so they got assigned to a bunch of different things and and off they went. So would they have? Would they have a set fee that they earned? Yeah. Or is it per job? Yeah. Per job, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, well, wait, under the studio system, they probably got a a set weekly rate. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, currently, uh, well, actually for 2013, the minimum daily rate for an actor in a film is $842. So I'm sure it was something comparable to that. It was probably like $200 a day. But they were probably, you know, they were getting it. The weekly rate, the weekly rate being almost three thousand dollars, twenty nine twenty one. So whatever they were making back then was probably equal money. Plus, they they are guaranteed ten to nineteen weeks of work on a film, and they have to be paid a minimum rate of twenty five hundred dollars a week. And if you have a if you have a guaranteed twenty week, it's two thousand eighty seven a week. So I'm sure that back in the day, even though it was probably maybe five or six hundred dollars a week. If you had this job, you were guaranteed at least a half a year's pay. So they were probably, you know, at least making like fifteen, twenty thousand a year. I would think today the background extras make uh, three hundred and forty-two dollars a day. Oh, little little something for you there. There you are. Um, I'm getting a copier noise. I don't know. Mike, are you copying anything? No, not at all. Copy that. Okay. <laughs> For a low-budget film, they still get $268 a day for a half day and for $933 for a full day. Oh, no, uh, sorry. No, daily daily is $268, $933 for a week. So, wow. uh, yeah, uh, good. Yeah, that's a pretty good union to keep uh, to keep those kind, that kind of money coming through. So all those guys are, you know, they're, they're probably trying not to smile because they're thinking, hey, I'm working today. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I get paid just to sit in a chair. See, I get yeah, three rows behind Van Heflin, and I'm set. Look at the guy in the back. There's a guy in the back corner. He's just staring up at the ceiling, and he's probably trying to figure out. Let's see, if I'm making two hundred and eighty dollars a day, 
Uh, half day is 140. That's four hours. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> probably sleeping through it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has to act. He'll probably come down and poke him if he's like not acting right. But just every one of those people. It's uh, it's it's an amazing number of characters that, that are in the scenes, and they all have to be in the same seats just for continuity. I mean, even if they're just background furniture, they still have to show up and be in the you know be in the seat. This must be like jury duty almost, only better paying. That you know you got to be there every day because continuity. Jury duty isn't very good. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, at least that, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't show up, I think you'd be in a lot. You'd be you'd probably be in a lot more trouble in this than uh, uh, than having a re- you know. Well, I guess you don't go to jail if you don't show up for work. <laughs> Although you get it's true, you get sued pretty good on this thing. But uh, it's a lot, a lot of a uh, lot of extras in this particular scene. Um, an enjoyable scene. It's uh uh, Mike, did you travel a lot back in 1970 when you were a kid? Did you did you go places on a plane a lot? No, actually, the, the first time I was on a plane was to go look at Syracuse. Wow. In, uh, in high school. Where did you fly from and to? I mean, you went to Syracuse, but where did you fly, fly from? It was probably Providence. Okay. Um, so, so been pro- from a very small airport to a very small airport. So probably in a very small plane, I would think. It must have been a... Probably. Yeah. Because um, Providence Airport there was before the expansion, so it was very small. Yeah. And Hancock and Syracuse was a very small airport yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they they pull the curtain back and they say, this is your captain speaking, and then they put the curtain back. Yeah. It um, didn't help that there was a lot of snow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those one of those planes where the aisle seat is also a window seat. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting looking back at at this particular age of of flight, and uh, and it's hard to believe that these people are way more comfortable than we are nowadays flying in coach. So uh, uh, just to... is, they all look very comfortable. Yeah, very chat, um, very unlike being on a plane nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Today it would look more, I think, similar to a Mad Max movie. It just kind of various states of undress and uh angrier i think i don't that, well i mean i think that there's there's a greater percentage of the uh, uh stale nuts guys on on planes nowadays these people seem a little bit more well behaved mm. um, seats look a little bit bigger too yeah yeah um i'm just trying to imagine all that cloth i would think that if you had that on planes nowadays there'd be like a kind of a gray brown stain about neck level <laughs> across all that it just uh would be that painted yellow yeah <laughs> yeah this thing would look like uh a 1970s uh, subway subway car uh <laughs> by now yeah it's uh another glimpse of the past and a moment of humanity for uh for dear old dio he actually kind of kind of chuckled about his past and thinking about thinking about his family so this the last the last little bit of humanity here in seeing Dio. Uh, a good a good minute. A great a great way to start the week too. Well we'll pick a little bit more of this up as we find out how Dio reacts to Ada's questioning about his uh, his little map. 
We'll pick that up tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, if folks would like to talk some more about this particular episode, you can join us on all the uh, social media. We can go to Twitter at Airport Minute. You can go to uh, Facebook Airport Minute. The uh, Facebook uh, Minute, uh, Facebook's Airport Minute is also has the uh, Commanders Club where everybody gets together and chat. You can also uh, visit us on our big website at airportminute.com. You can buy things at the airportminute.com store, too. Just go up to the section that says Shop, and, and it'll, it'll bring you right to a bunch of T-shirts and um, screen um, cell phone uh, protectors and things like that that have pictures of uh, representations of the cast that are just different enough that they're not a uh, copyright infringement of Universal Pictures or Ross Hunter Productions. So uh, <laughs> he said on his way to jail. Yes, <laughs> he would want to do that. I'll need a good lawyer. Uh, yes, we well, we have a good lawyer. <laughs> there we are. So, but I think I think it'll be okay. How, how's your uh, intellectual property uh, law doing, Mike? Is that all right? Uh, don't do too much of that, but <laughs> it, it could come up. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I, I think I think we're safe. Just reading over the reading over the instructions on Wikipedia, I think we're okay. But stick to the public domain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think next next time we're just going to start doing old silent movies, <laughs> things made before 1923. Yeah. Somebody like Lon Chaney, or what's the worst that could happen there? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the the Edison pictures. You can join us all there on, on, on any of our big websites like the uh, airportminute.com site. Uh, also, please uh, subscribe to our show. We it's, e- it's a lot easier if you just have it dumped into your uh, phone every day instead of having to go to the website and look it up. Uh, just go to iTunes, search for Airport Minute, and uh, it'll come to your to your device every Monday through Friday. So uh, try that out and, uh, and see how it works. Give us a call if it doesn't, or send us an email. I, I don't know. We, we don't, call we don't, our attorney, Michael R. Hagopian. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll get right on it. So, uh, but uh, leave a retainer first. Um, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll pick all this up tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Why not get up first thing tomorrow? You can listen to uh, listen to some more of the airport minute here, and uh, we'll find out what the heck uh, Do is going to do about Ada's uh, questioning nature. Like I didn't I didn't come on this uh, airplane to be cross-examined. But we'll, we'll find out tomorrow what happens. So join us here tomorrow on the airport minute. Until then, good day. Bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling.